I chose happiness. If that looks as if sometimes I have to be a little selfish, I'm okay with that. Choosing self versus selfish is different. I can choose me and really be okay with choosing me because you have to. We have one life and we've all lost many people. And I've lost a lot of people who told me, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they never did it. They never lived to do it. A part of my journey, it was for me to find what makes me happy and actually do it. Get ready to buckle up because on the She's Got Drive podcast, we remember that our brilliance is our birthright. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive podcast. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time, my name is Shirley McAlpine and um, I've been hosting this podcast since 2017. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, the intention of this podcast is I interview black women about their success and how they achieved it and also share with you my approaches, my strategies, my coaching that I use with my clients um, over the years, over 30 years of being a coach and a facilitator and consultant to support you on living your best life. I wanted to share with you one of the things that, um, that's coming up for me this week and, and, and I'm taking on. I started to get reflective about the fast pace in which I've been moving um, in terms of how much I have to do. And the more that things pile on in terms of activities, the more frantic I know that I can become and the more frantic that I know that we can become. I decided to slow things down and to really think about what is it that I need to do to slow it down, to get focus, to stop. Um, I'm pausing because I'm trying to find the words. It's like trying to um, make sure that my adre- I'm not running on my adrenaline and the cortisol running through my body. I can feel it when it's happening. We all can feel it. And wanting to shift that so that I can become more intentional, more effective because I'm more focused, I'm calmer and I'm, and I'm planning more. I know when I'm going off, I know when things aren't working well is because my environment, environment becomes messy. My desk becomes covered and unwieldy and I stop putting things away. I, I'm racing, I'm walking faster around the house, you know, like this is like I'm going from the next, the next, the next, the next thing. So I'm sharing that with you because our external behaviors are a reflection of our internal state. And so I wanted to start to shift the state. And I, I've been doing a couple of things. One is I forced myself on for Sunday, for example, to not work. For some of you are like, okay, that's not a breakthrough. It's a complete breakthrough for me. I, what I've noticed is that I work every single day. At this rate, I touch my work every single day and that has an impact because it means that I don't get a mental break and we need to have a break in order to be come back, in order for us to be better when we return, in order for us to, for our brain to, and our subconscious mind to do its work. And it's, our subconscious mind is so powerful and so effective if we allow it, if we give it space. And when we don't give it space, we become ineffective. So I know that. And so I need to, needed to intervene. The other thing that I'm doing, and this I want to share with you, is I've, I'm introducing, again, another uh, a gratitude practice. Um, I will be doing my book again um soon but for now what i'm doing this week is i'm listening to a gratitude meditation mantra that is sung and i got it off um spotify and it's 10 minutes and the beauty of that is that my practice is i wake up in the morning and i listen to it and I've now created a playlist as well. So it has that plus other things. So my goal is to have that be the first thing that I listen to each morning and have that be how I enter my day. And the mantra is, uh, I'm alive and well. I am alive and well, 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 be well, peace, 
be well. It sounds much more beautiful than when I say it. And even when I say it, it can be really moving because for those of you who are new here, what you don't know is that in 2020, I was really ill. I was in bed for five weeks and there was a point in there that I didn't know what was happening or I didn't know what was happening and I didn't know what, that I would be well again. And that, you know, for those of you who have ever been ill, you know, there's a point where you're like, am I ever going to be well again? And I am. And so I want to take care of myself um, in that. I want to honor that. I want to honor the gift that, I'm, that I've been given. And so it really moves me when I get present to I'm alive and well. I'm alive and well well, well, be well, peace, be well. And it is such a beautiful way to enter your day from a place of gratitude. And, uh, and just in doing it for two days, just noticing um, the difference for me in that is that as a way to enter my day. So um, I share that with you. That's my gift to you. And I invite you to do that. I'm going to link that that meditation in the show notes so you can uh, download it, um, and use it if you want to. And then I will keep sharing with you my practices that I'm using and that I'll introduce to my clients to help in really and truly being stronger in order to live full lives, but also to do the things that we are here to do that we're being called to do. So Yes, that's my gratitude practice that I wanted to share with you. And that then leads me to introduce my guest today. My guest today, I have a huge amount of gratitude to her. For the, this season, you have heard a new song. And this song feels so in tune with our work. So in tune with the podcast and what the podcast is about. Honoring who we are honoring what we're about, honoring our lives and making sure that we are being our best selves, our full selves and living the life that we love and living our life by design and not default, living our life from our brilliance, the manifestation of our brilliance because it is our birthright. So this week we have Satoria Key who has graciously allowed me to use Back To Me, her song for the, for the podcast um, theme song, this season and and so we meet Satoria and she will share with us her journey as a singer-songwriter uh, and performer as well as she does other work she's been um, a leader and executive assistant in various spaces for a number of years so it's been it was such a privilege to have the conversation with her to to for her to really share where she, from when she came then how the 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 song came about um and it's a powerful journey so um lots of ums here i don't know why i'm doing that but <laughs> i loved speaking to her i feel so grateful to her and if you are moved by that song, if you haven't even heard the whole song, you should go to she'sgotdrive.com and download the song and, and play it in its entirety. The words are great and very moving. And if you can, then also buy the song because we know that artists don't get paid as much money um, on Spotify and, uh, and it would be amazing if you do that. So, and thank you for doing that. If you do that, thank you. And so I give you Satoria. So Satoria, thank you for being a guest on She's Got Drive. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me so much, Shirley. I've been looking forward to this, like for the past couple of weeks. So I'm ready. Excellent. And, and of course, every week I share at the end, like you're the person who's kindly allowed us to use Back to Me. Hear your song every week. I love it oh. so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Really. I love it so much. I've some orders. Are you getting any orders? Did anyone buy the song? Well, they, people do buy the song, you okay. know, but I 
it's it, people do buy the song, but they stream it more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because and you know because that's what people that's the era that we're in now. We're yeah. in the era of streaming, which unfortunately for the artist, we don't make as much money unless we stream like Rihanna streaming. You know, and I'm not Rihanna. How many streams do you need to do to earn a dollar? Oh, a, a lot. I think we get like less than two cents a spin, one point something cent. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. Two cents. Yeah, and, and don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that because that could be old information. Right. I haven't looked up the new information, but the the whole point is it's a whole lot to get just a little, you yeah. know. So, and I miss the old days where you can just go and buy an album or, you know, I'm selling my CD, you know. So that makes us really have to hustle harder because when we do have like live shows and stuff like that, we're trying to sell merch, you know, to really make up for what we're lacking. You know, and it's, and it's because of the way of the world now. Everything is digital, you know, it's digital. So you have to just like you need to get out there and tour. You need to like have a, a side gig. Like how I have my hashtag hustle merchandise. You have to have a side gig. You want you need endorsements. You need friends to lend you money and gift you money. <laughs> you know, you just need a lot of things now that it's just it's mixed feelings about it because you can get more exposure and you can get a little further, reach more people by this whole digital era that we're going through, right? But as far as monetizing on that, that's what we're all trying to figure out now. How can we monetize in this new era that we're living in you know when I think about the digital marketing space as a business owner I think those are some of the strategies that you need to be learning and adopting now it's about really educating yourself you know really standing up for yourself and and, and taking the horns by you know the head I mean it's, it's difficult it's hard you know however you know I think about this is my passion this is what I feel that I am I am birthed to do. So I have a job here. Now, just like any job, you got to go through training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you can share with our listeners what you do and how you came to do what you do. Okay. So my name is Satoria and I am a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did I come to do what I do? It came to me. <laughs> I, I didn't choose music. I think I was chosen for it. And I say that because I've been singing since I was a kid. And even as a kid, you don't even realize that you have this magical talent, you know, something that can make people happy or sad or, or whatever. You don't realize it. I think I was a little shy about it when I was a little kid because I did something that my friends weren't doing. And you just want to do what everyone else is doing. So I, I hit it. I didn't really want to sing around people. I was a little shy. I'm like, okay, they're going to look at me. Oh, my gosh. But my mother, you know, <laughs> we were in church, and she's like, I want you to join the choir because she knew that I love to sing. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm getting in the choir, and, you know, amongst all of these other kids, because we're all in the children's choir, everything's great. But someone heard me sing, and someone's like, oh, she needs to do a solo. Oh, you know, and then I'm doing solos in church, and I'm, like, scared. I'm like, the microphone is like, I remember. So I used to just really focus on my mom, you know, focus on her face like I'm just singing to her. Like, I don't see all these other people, even though I do, because if, if I think about it, I'm going to pee on myself. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I did that in church. It went from singing in church to doing talent shows and stuff. You know, I'm like a little kid doing little talent shows. And I also love theater. So I used to do like a lot of musical plays and stuff like that in school, you know. And as I became a teenager, I began to write, you know, teenagers, very emotional. We got so much stuff going on in our lives. And I kept a journal. And through my journal, I used to write poetry. And um, I thought it was kind of cool when I discovered Shakespeare. I thought he was so amazing. And I used to just kind of like, copy different writing styles of writing and not realizing that you can turn this poem into a song. I It did not click until I was like later in my teen years. I'm like, wait a minute. That's like a song because it rhymes. And I, if I just put it to a beat, that worked. Well, that's what I started to do. I started to write songs. I don't think I really took it seriously, though. You know, it was just something that I liked to do. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, I did my little talent shows, and but I still kind of shied away from it because I was suffering from stage. 
you know, and I would challenge myself by getting out there. But at the same time, I never felt comfortable with it. And I was like, I don't think this is for me because, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. I'm shy. I'm scared, you know, but every time I would go to any type of live environment, the live band, and I grew up in the DC area where you have go-go music. So you have bands everywhere. And I'm going to these, to see these bands and I'm like, dang, I want to get up there. I can do that. You know, I'm like, that seems like fun, but I was still just scared. Very, very shy. So one thing that I did do that helped me come out of my shyness, I don't know if you're familiar with Toastmasters. Yes. Yes. So I joined Toastmasters as a young person, you know, wow. because I, yeah, and, and, and really Toastmasters was like a double um thing for me because, you know, I wanted to, you know, be this, you know, cute executress. I wanted to be able to speak in front, of, in front of others. I wanted to learn how to conduct a meeting. I wanted to learn all these great things in the, in corporate America. But doing Toastmasters also helped me to come out of my shell speaking in front of people because the exercises and the things you have to do, you have to talk. Right. <laughs> in front of others. You have to watch your ahs and ums and all that great stuff. You know, so I learned from there and through that Toastmasters, you know, um, I was with Toastmasters for a few years. I just like, I can do it now. I feel more confident through Toastmasters, right? Wow. And, never heard. Yes. I have never heard anyone like share that they did that as a route to like their before, being a performer. Yeah. Makes yeah. So much sense. That in practice, still getting out there, you know, and it went from talent shows to now I'm going to open mics because I'm a young person now. You know, I'm going to mics now and trying to test that stuff out. After a while, you know, I'm seeing to track, emulating other people. And one day I was, you know, doing an open mic. And this one guy said to me, he was like, you need a band. And I'm like, really? Like, how do I, like, I don't even know how to do that. The thing is. You manifest certain things in your life through your actions, the people who you're hanging out with, the, the, the conversations that you have. Part of trusting the process is when there's an opportunity that's presented in front of you, you're open to like, right. you know what, maybe I should do that. Because I could have told him, no way, I, I can't do that. But I was like, wow, okay, you know what, I need a band. How do I get a band? You are ready, but I'm just going to. And people, you know. So I started hanging out with musicians. I started to go with where music, musicians went. Where are they? Like bars well, they, and, oh, and stuff like that. They were at the open mic sessions. Oh, of course. They were at the open mic. <laughs> in high school, I did, middle school, I did play in the band, but get out of school and become into adulthood, your friends change. The people who you went to high school with, sometimes we don't still hang with them. They are going off to doing whatever they're doing. So I started to hang out at open mic spots. And that's where I met different musicians or people who were at least interested in music, who, you know, they music enthusiasts who said, okay, you know what? Hey, I know this person or my brother plays the bass or, you know, and once you meet one musician, you meet other people through them. Right. And continue to network, you know, and as you network and you continue to display your talent, other musicians who they believe in you or they like what you're doing or they're like, you know what? Yeah, you know, and they're, they're turning me on to other folks. So, and it's just, it's a, a repeated circle, but basically it's about networking. And you've got two bands, right? Did I make that up? No. Right. Well, the thing is, I, you know, I'm a working musician <laughs> as well as, you know, I have a day job, as we both know. Yes. So, DC area, I do gig with a band. This band, I'm a part of this band. Um, I am the lead singer of Another Day Band out of the DC area, right? And so I do have, you know, other musicians where I can like, let's say I want to uh, put out a new single. You know, my music, there's a band, a live band that's backing me in, in the music that you hear. So I would just like, hey, you know, I know now I have a, a uh, Rolodex. Person, this person, that person, that person. Hey guys, I have a new song. Let's get together and let's do it. So, you know, you get to that point where you just have friends that will do you favors or, you know, you pay someone for sessions or whatever. So that's how it, it just grew. And now it's a part of my life. I'm just like, I'm surrounded by artists and, and it's by design. It's by design. And stay around people who encourage you and other creators who um, 
Because some folks, I could tell them, okay, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to create a song, but I want it to be blah, blah, blah. If they don't understand what I'm talking about, they don't get it. And it's like, they can't encourage me. They right. can't feed into what I'm doing. And they and I can't feed off of them. We can't bounce off of each other. So I keep creative people around me because we inspire each other. You know, yeah. we work on each other's projects. We help each other out. You know, um, we introduce each other to different opportunities or Stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun to be with like-minded individuals. So tell us where you gig. Where I gig? Well, we gig around the D.C. area. But, you know, we do things that may be out of town. Like right now, I got with a group of friends. And we are going to Nashville September 10th. So Nashville September 10th, I will be performing at the Hutton Hotel, the Analog, in the Hutton Hotel in Nashville. So September 10th, please, you know, look out for that. The information is on my website. I do have something else coming up. I'm going to be in Dover Downs. In, in, in Delaware. Dover Downs. In Delaware. Nashville, it's, I know. Oh, I'm like, Nashville, I know. Dover Downs, I'm like, where's Dover Downs? So, so Dover, it's in Dover, Delaware. Now, the, it's a casino. And it used to be called Dover Downs. Now it's called Valleys. For you guys who are like, wait a minute, it's not called Dover Downs anymore. Okay, it's Valleys now. <laughs> so that's the name of the casino. Inside of the casino, there is a lounge called Fire and Ice. I'm going to be there on October 20th, you know, with, yes, with a unit. So I, I'm really, really blessed, very excited, you know, that I'm able to be able to get gigs and, and have people around me who support me and who want to be a part of the journey. Right. So what's your vision for yourself as an uh, artist? Where would you, where do you want, if you can fast forward five years, what would you want your career to look like and your life to look like? You know what? I, I am looking, I want balance in my life, you know, because I want to be able to enjoy what I'm doing. I would love to be able to travel and gig six months out the year. And then the other six months, it could be creating or vacationing, <laughs> getting my life together. So that's what I would really like. So I love festivals. You know, um, those are my favorite. I love to perform at festivals. You know, casinos is something that's new for me. So, you know, those type of things, you know, just basically just getting out in front of people, you know, but also not just gigging, but spreading a message at the same time. I am a big advocate for mental health awareness. So I would love to do things that have to do with that as well. You know, any type of organization or maybe conference on mental health awareness, be able to speak to that, be able to, you know, back to me, that's a song that we're going to talk about, but you know, I can kind of tell you a little bit more about the mental health piece and how that fall is, fell into that song. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So it's like, you know, in five years, 10 years, I would love to be able to, you know, do my six months of hard gigging. The other six months, probably, like I said, creating or, you know, being an advocate or speaking towards mental health awareness and how, and also helping other artists, you know, other independent artists, you know, come up, you know, I, I, have I went through a lot just to get to where I am now as far as as far um as far as knowledge and you know how to kind of maneuver in this independent artist life you know I learned from the hard way because I just I was just hitting the streets but I would love to you know help another person another young person you know give them direction you know do some maybe some counseling or coaching you know so I want to get back that way great so then share with us what your why your passion and commitment to mental health, health. and yeah, awareness? Where does that well, come from? That- I want to say, I think most of my life I've, I've suffered from some sort of anxiety. Um, I've went through several bouts of depression. I mean, we, we all probably have, you know, it's like life is tough. <laughs> so um, I was in a very dark place a few years ago and I was very down. I, I was very, very depressed. I was in a bad relationship. I hated my job. I hated where I lived. I hated everything. You know, it was just, I was down for a few months. You know, for a few months, I was like, I don't need, I could barely get out of bed. And that's a place where I never want to go again. I went through some counseling um, at that time. You know, I just needed somebody to help me. And, and this is something that I suffered in silence. We have social media and everyone's 
posting how their life is so wonderful and all these great things that are going on. And once they turn the camera off, they're miserable. You have all kinds of stuff going on. And and that's where I was. I was fronting for the camera. Wow. You know, I had a lot of weight. I mean, it was just really, really bad. COVID hit. And a lot of people say how COVID was a horrible place for them. You know, COVID was bad. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of people were dying and just all kinds of stuff. So being locked up in the house, you know, I was by myself for all what, two years. I was by myself and I was like, you know what? I need to get myself together. I have enough time that I can sit here and think. I need to think. I need to reflect. Why do I keep making these same mistakes? Why do I keep dealing with the same type of people? Why am I not doing things to make me happy? And I'm just miserable. So I had to take a step back. And I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of crying, pulling my hair out, running around the house, just like I was at my breaking point at that time. God put it on my heart. And he was like, you know what? You need to write about this. You need to put this on paper and you need to tell somebody about it. You know, maybe it's going to help someone else. But if you do this, you have the responsibility of telling your story. You can't suffer in silence anymore. You can't do it by yourself. You're going to have to tell somebody. You're going to, you can't just put out a song and you can't tell, you have to tell this backstory. Right. If you don't tell backstory to any of your other music, because I haven't told backstories to much stuff, you have to tell this one. And God knows how private I am. And, and I want to say, I want to say private, but I think it's more pride. You know, how prideful I am. I was like, you know what? Because I want to save myself, I'm going to do it. And here I am telling my story. Some people may say, well, a lot of people go through depression. It's not a big deal. You know, you're not doing, you know, you're not going through something that other people haven't gone through. You're right. But this is my story. It's not even, I mean, it's just, I think you you say something so important that the suffering in silence, the not being as you're going through it, not really sharing with anyone that you're going through it mm-hmm. and, and struggling on your own. And so some people may not feel like they've got someone to share it, but and then other people have someone, but they don't share it. And when you're in it, it's hard at some point to see your way out of it. Yeah. And then there's a moment when you can see a glimmer of something and that's what it sounds like at one point you just yeah what, what do you know what happened that where the what had the glimmer arrive i think like like i said during covid when everything was so quiet and i i'm i was just there by myself um there was no noise right hey you know when you go to work you know, there's noise. You go outside, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You're, you're working, you know, I'm a single mom. I have a lot going on and I never took a break. I never stopped. You know, I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And, and a part of me wanted to just keep going because then I could just not even think about the, right. the bad in my mind. I just want to just keep busy. I just want to keep going. But when COVID hit, I couldn't keep going. Yeah. And you get in your own head. And I started to really think back and I'm like, hey, I am miserable. And my attitude towards people may be miserable too. People who know me for years, they say to me now, something's different about you. You know, you're just a little, you're different. I'm like, it's called happiness. It's called happiness. I finally found it. I'm in a better place because I was able to say, okay, you know what? You have a problem and you got to deal with it and you got to let it out. You got to let it go. You got to tell someone and it's okay. And you can own it yeah, because it, it, it is what it is. And I'm okay with it now. You know, I was never okay with it, but I'm okay with it now, you know, going through um, different things, even as a child, you know, certain types of abuse that I've, you know, endured, you know, those things stick with you. They never go away. You have to be able to come to grips with it and say, okay, you know what? It is what it is. You can't hide it. Just let it be. Yeah. And heal from it. And don't use it as a crutch. Cause I think I use a lot of things as crutches. You know, don't use it as a crutch. Just own it. It sounds like you really got the power of choice when you're in the, really in this, when you're in a stuck place, you really feel like I don't have a choice. I don't 
there isn't any what I can't do anything about it. I feel like it's really a resignation is really there. And then the inside is like, I don't have to live my life this way. I Mm -hmm. can make another choice. I can, you know, choose my life in a different way. I can make choices about who I spend my time with. I can make choices about what I'm doing. I can make choices about whether I'm happy or not, Mm -hmm. or what makes me happy, get curious about that. And it doesn't mean that this is an easy journey at all, but the power of choice and what that opens up is what I can hear. That's right. And you said the right thing by, I have a choice to be happy, right? No one can make you happy. You, It has to come within. No one can make you happy. (laughs) So I chose happiness. And I said, I'm going to put my happiness first. Now, if that looks as if sometimes I have to be a little selfish, I'm okay with that. Right. You but know, I before don't want to challenge the notion of selfish, though. It's like we really choosing self versus selfish is different. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, no. we've really got into this, like, way of looking at selfishness as if it's like, in order to not be selfish, Fish, I have to be selfless. It doesn't mean that, you know. It's just like I, I can choose me and be and really be okay with choosing me because you have to. Yes. <laughs> like I yes. can hear like it's a matter of survival, right? You know, we have one life. You know, we have one life, and we've all lost many people, and I've lost a lot of people who told me, "Oh, I'm gonna do this." I'm going to do that. And they never did it. They never lived to do it. So a part of my journey, you know, I believe it was for me to find what makes me happy and actually do it. Right. Procrastinate, not put off things. Oh, I'm going to just wait or no, I'm going to start it right now because tomorrow is not promised. The next. So you have to really live on purpose. And, and, it's, and it's a personal decision that I made. And, and, and I'm glad you said that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, being selfish and in self-care. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of anyone else? If I can't take care of myself first, how can I take care of my child? <laughs> how can I really, you know, be a good mom or a good role model, a good person to this other person if I am not doing what I need to take care of this first. So that that was my decision. And I talk to my mother about this all the time. I'm like, Mom, I just want to be happy. I just want to live on purpose. I just want to live my best life. And I encourage her to do it. Like, I'm the child. I'm like, Mommy, I'm encouraging you. Live your best life. If it feels good, do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. If it's cool, it's okay. Yeah. I really feel like, see, I'm on a mission for people to live the life that they truly want versus the life that they have. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that when you look at people's lives, there's nothing wrong with their life, you know? Right. It's a life, but is it the life that they want? Mm-hmm. You know, or do they feel like, well, this is just what I've got. And so I've yeah. got to stay here. And I, yeah. I know that, you know, we adults just don't dream like kids dream. Right. Our experiences, our life experiences have got in the way of our of our streaming. So it doesn't allow us to even give ourselves permission to do it. And I that's that's my mission. It's like my mission is for people to dream. Yeah. Like like really allow themselves to dream what they want and then go after it. Yeah. And their life be a reflection of what they really want it to be. But that's first, right. Like this I just have to put up with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but you know, a part of that is, is trusting the process because right. once, you know, like you said, you were, you you have a dream and you want to do something, but life gets in the way. Right. So some folks life will get in the way and they're just, they will drop their dream and just focus on something else, but they would never go back to their dream. But life never stops until it stops. Yeah. So, yeah. So the thing is, if there's another day that you can pick that back up, yes, handle that situation, but don't let that situation stop you from living. You know, you, you have to just continue on. So that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I talk about, you know, because people are like, oh, well, I lost my job or I moved or my child did this or my dad passed away or you know those things are going to happen but you have to continue to go on life goes 
And you yeah. have to move through it, but get back on that horse very quickly. And also that experience, take that with you because that's a part of your journey. You need that to go to the next level, believe it or not. That bad relationship, I needed it because that helped me write my song. <laughs> that, <laughs> song that bad relationship. Like Adele, you know, a whole album full of... A whole know, album. And then the thing for me is like, and then learn the lesson and right. then don't repeat that. Like, learn the lesson and let's not repeat. You can make new mistakes. Let's not make the same old, same old yes. mistakes. Right, right. And we, that's the thing. If I, if I do something and I've done it before, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. but you've done this before. Um, I also, whilst life, the things that happen to us in life, which is difficult, you know, yeah. I also think about for myself and when I'm working with people is like, what is the, I'm always asking, I know there's a gift in it. I don't always see it. I can't yeah. see it right now. And one day the gift will reveal itself to me. But if I stand in the place that even in the most painful experiences, I'll be like, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to take away? And right. that, that I can harvest in this moment because some people may go can name stuff that are just really horrendous that have happened to them and say, well, where's the gift in that? It's just like, it doesn't mean that what's happening to us is right, but it's yeah. just like, I have to find something to discover that will empower me to step into my future. Otherwise, I think that's where we get stuck. Yeah. And sometimes just telling your story is the power, mm-hmm. you know, because you could help someone else. You could release, you know, that to someone else. And I know every time I speak about mental health awareness and tell my story, I feel empowered, you know, right. because I'm like, this is something that I've been through and I've beaten, you know, yeah. will I ever get sad again? Probably. <laughs> will I ever go through some motions? Probably. But let me tell you something where I, where I've been, I will never go there again. Yeah. I will never go there again because, um, because, um, coming out of that has taught me a lot of things in a lot of ways too you know, combat certain things, right. you know, something, you know, to recognize certain triggers that I didn't know that was a trigger, you know? So, you know, really learning more about yourself and how, and, and it's part of the whole self-care, yeah. you know, you have to learn what your triggers are, you know, what's good for you, what's not so good for you. It may look good. Eating that piece of chocolate is great, but guess what? You keep eating it <laughs> 10 later, you, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> thinking it's good, but it's a, it has a, a negative effect. So you have to learn those things. And it's all about growing within yourself, you know. Once you kind of get a grasp on that, you know, that's, I feel, that's another pathway to happiness. Yeah, definitely. And then when you think about historically, this is before my relationship and my, I'm married now, I've been married for a long time, but um, like sometimes when I made choices and it, and it ended, did not end well, and then at some point I had to really recognize the common denominator was me. You know, it's just like, I am choosing this person. Yes. And I'm literally inviting this person into my life. Mm-hmm. And when this person shows me signs yep. that they don't deserve to be here, I continue to invite them to sit down. Mm-hmm. So I had to, when I got, could get responsible at that level, it's just like, just like I invite them in, I can invite them to leave. They do not have to stay here. And I don't have to invite them in anymore. And I really got like super, super, there's one time I just got super, super close. It's like, but wait, because this is like a pattern, surely. (laughs) And then you have to ask yourself, why did you continue to keep that person around? Like, why did you do that? And those were some of the reflections I had to, you know, when I wrote back to me, I'm like, why do I keep Meeting the same guy, different right. guy, guy, like, hello, change a different, you need a whole different guy. <laughs> you know, why am I in this same type of job? I, I mean, I hate it. I keep going back. Like, why? So, you know, you have to really realize, why do I keep doing this? Tackle that. And, and, and that's where the lesson comes in. And once you do that, it, it opens and opens a whole world. Right. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. 
Yes. You can't, it's a whole world. It really is the whole world. It's really hard for, um, when I'm doing all the work that I do, right? It's hard when you're on this side of the coin, this side of the line, if you like, of the transformation, of the, of the, of the change, of the, trying to explain to someone what's possible. Cause yeah. you have, cause you've worked with so many people over the years. It's like, I can totally see it. I know you can't see it, and you're gonna have to trust the process. But yeah. being on this side, it just doesn't even make sense because they look at the, whatever they're looking at, and they're like this doesn't make sense. I don't even. Know. Yeah. And you're on the other side, they're like, oh my god, and it's so <laughs> beautiful what then becomes available for them in relationship to others and in relationship to their life. You know, yeah. so I'm so happy that you got through it and that you were able to. If you think about, you talked about your mom. What is the pieces of wisdom that you've got from your mom that, that resonates with you today um, that, that informs you? Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself, whatever your truth is, whatever it is, and be okay with it. You know, other people may not be okay with it. You know, there, there are going to be folks in your life who are going to tell you that you are whatever they feel that you are, but, or they're going to tell you you are whatever they want you to be, right. but you yourself and you have to own that, whatever it is. So, cause my mom is like the realest person that I know. <laughs> she never really babied us. It was always like, cause she was always so strong. She was a single mom. So always so strong. And she raised us to be, to have that same strength. But her thing was like to do not back down, stand your ground and be who you are and be proud of it. Right. So, yes, that's what she has, you know, instilled in me. And I listen kind of, sort of, but now I know it. Right. Now, like mom was right. <laughs> okay. Mom was, I, I didn't get it, but now I get it. Yeah. And sometimes I, you go through certain things in life in order for it to resonate. You know, order, you know, you have to you have to experience certain things in order for it to make sense. So that's why another reason why life throws you all these things, you know, because you have to learn these lessons because it, it's going it, to it'll all come together. But you have to be open to that right. and you have you have to own it. So it's all about ownership. So when you talk, so when it's talk is there anything else you want to share about the song and, and why? How long did it take you to write it? What was it? Was it cathartic in the writing of it? Was that your way of finding peace to the choices that you've made and moving through? How was so, it? Can you tell us a little bit about Back to Me? Yeah. So it took a year to write Back to Me. <laughs> what I did was I called a friend. Her name is Latrice and she is out of Philly. Hey, Latrice. I called her and I was like, girl, you know, this is what I'm going through. I'm going through all of these things and we, bounced off of each other. So I'm like, you know, can you help? I needed someone else to help me with the thinking process of it. I don't know. I, I may, and maybe I just needed someone to talk to someone else who I can really, you know, cause she's the first person that I opened up and said, this is what's going on. And it took me a while to even just say it to her on the phone. Just like, it's just the two of us, you know, for me to open up and say, you know, I'm suffering through this and I want to make an impact. I want to write something, but I have to be ready. And I think I'm ready. And what do you think? She was like, girl, I got you. She actually, she wrote some words down and she, you know, helped me out. And then I took it and we just kind of like, we ran, I ran with it. I ran with it, but you know, it was so good to at least have that one person that was there for me when I couldn't talk to anyone else. I couldn't even talk to my mother about it. Yeah, it was it was it was amazing. And then how do you get from the words to now what we have with this beautiful jazz? Well, yeah, well what so it could have been anything, couldn't it really? But what yeah. was it how does that how does the sound meet the words? Yeah. Like how yep. is it confused? My band friends, you know, I'm really big on creativity within uh people who play instruments that I don't play. Right. So 
a really good friend who is a great pianist. You know, his name is Antonio James. And I went to Antonio and I'm like, Antonio, you know, I got this song. You know, what do you think? I'm singing it to him. And we kind of sat down at his piano and he's the, all of that beautiful melody that you hear in the beginning. That's all Antonio, you know, so he's like, well, I'm hearing this. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, these are the words. So I'm singing the words and he's just like, you know, he just kind of helped with the arrangement. And then, you know, I called in the drummer and the, you know, the bass player and the, you know, the saxophone player. And I'm like, okay, look, guys, this is the song. Just roll with me. And everyone's just kind of finding their part. It came to be. I don't read music or anything. I'm just like, okay, I hear this or I hear that. And then the bass player's like, what about this? I'm like, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Let's go with that. We just created magic. Beautiful co-creation. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. Well, I love it. Thank I, you. I just love it. I love the, Thank you. Yeah, I love the, the whole thing. We've talked about some of the challenges and so on. If you think about where you want to be, if you fast forward into five years. Mm-hmm. Where I want to be. Yeah. yeah. In your work, in your work. You know, six months hard. Day. When you look in your work specifically, you know, six months you're touring. Who knows Satoria? Like, what kind of artists are you inside of that? Gotcha. So, you know, so my the- dog has decided she wants to go and play. <laughs> Too cute. Too cute. She's been there the whole time. I love it. Um, well, I, you know, I am a soul artist. You see, I have little bit of music online now. Um, but moving forward, you're going to see more writings that are just basically coming from my heart, just real life experiences. That's all that I can write about. I can't really make any stuff up because I don't know where that stuff comes from. So I have to really just dig deep. And I really want my audience to be people who want to do better. You want to become a better person. You want to, um, I love giving back to the community, you know, um, so I want to write things that inspire people, that motivate them, that want them to live life to the fullest, you know, or to, or to whatever capacity that they want to do that to and want them to believe and know that you may not be where you want to be right now. But if you keep going and trust the process, if all of these things supposed to happen, trust me, they supposed to happen and just know that and you can, you will deal with it better when you know that it's supposed to happen. Right. You'll get to when you take action, you'll get to. It's yeah. really like, you gotta do the work. Yes. It's not yes. something that just happens, mm-hmm. but know that it's available. Yeah. And a lot of the work starts from within. It starts from, that's where it all starts. And you got to get yourself together. You have to get yourself in that mind frame that this is going to be hard. You're going to have to do some things that you never thought that you had to do. You're going to have to make certain sacrifices. You know, you're going to have to travel more. You're going to have to get out of your shell on certain things. Like me, I'm kind of social media shy in a way, but I have to break through that. God. So hard. I think I think I say that because it's certainly there for me. Like when I see people on all the time, I mean what it takes me to make a video and then post it and then I I've I've had it a couple of times when I've gone live and not go live. And um, but it is in terms of like what you want to do in the world, you really have to do it. I mean you 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 really have to do it. You got some. We got work. We got work to do. We got yeah. And a part of that is like, how will people receive it though? You know, it's like you know, because that whole fear of rejection. You know, the whole fear of people trolling you and just you could be putting something out very positive, and then someone says something crazy, and you're like, like you know what I hear when I when I watch. I mean, it's easier said than done, but when I watch Gary V's, you know Gary V, he's like a big social media huh? and media communications um person. He talks about like why do you care about yeah. some random person who you never probably never will be making a comment and all they do because that's what they're spending their time doing. I mean like why do you care? And I think it's yeah. so true. Like, and the, maybe one or two comments, 
And then there's all these other positive reinforcement that happens on the platform with people who follow you and, and really get a lot from whatever you're putting out there. So we, in the moment, it's hard to get past it, but that, I think that's part of this coaching of self. It's like, yeah, that doesn't, just delete, just delete and keep it moving. Right. You know, you know it, it is sometimes it's easier said than done, right? You know, sometimes, you know, I, like, I'm telling you, I remember one time I posted this. This is an old post and, um, I had this, uh, Superman shirt on and, um, and it, it was actually, if you look on my, um, my website and stuff like you, like, or my old, like, um, Facebook stuff, you'll see I have this gold Superman shirt or Superwoman shirt or whatever. And I thought it was so cute and I posted it and, um, and I was posting about a song that I had just released, Shorty, just released Shorty. And, um, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Great guys, we got this song, blah, 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 blah. And this girl is like, that's an ugly shirt. I was like, what? <laughs> out of releasing new music and all this kind of great stuff, that's an ugly shirt. And I'm going to tell you, I was upset. <laughs> I was upset, and it made me not want to post because I just, I, I think that piece of rejection just kind of stuck with me. And this was, this was many years. Now I've gotten past that, but I, but I reflect back to that, you know, as you say, you know, like you said, why do you, why do you care? And at that time, I don't know why I cared so much, but I did. It was almost hurtful. Yeah. I'm not saying the thought, I think when, when you see something, someone did something the other day, I put something out about, um, there was something trending audio about like your, the dream that you had now. Do you realize that the life you had now was once a dream? Yes. You know, like yeah. uh, when we moved here, we moved here inside of an adventure. We were like, we're going to pick up where we are, which was a great life, but we're going to start again and we're going to build something. Uh-huh. And, and then when we look at it now, I'm like, I literally, I, I look at the lake every single day. Mm-hmm. I have this, I live in this beautiful apartment. I have a really great life. My business is doing great. And business is doing, is bigger than what I did in the UK. And uh-huh. I great shape. you know, like when I think about my life. Yeah. And so I posted that and I put a picture of, I was in a little video of me in Mexico on the beach. Uh-huh. And someone made a comment about, you know, who wants to have that life or something like that. Um, and then I just, uh, I just thought, delete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delete. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have had times in the past where you're like, mm, I don't really want to post. But that, and that still gets, what would people think about me is the predominant, and I think that's for most of us predominant conversation, but the other side of it is also, I don't want to, I'm mindful that I don't want to present this like, quaffered life like nothing no shit happens to me because it does you know of course yeah. you have like things isn't aren't going as well as you want it to where you have doubts like all of that is still true as yeah. well as the are brilliant and so being able to do both is um it's tough but you know i know that a part of my journey is coming out of my shell on social media too that i'm a very very private person and prideful person that I am growing. I'm a work in progress. You know, I got to let that pride kick it to the side. You know, that's, and that's a part of the process, learning how to do that and being okay. Once again, accepting me for who I am and living in my truth with that, the pride has to go. Yeah. I think there's something powerful about, you know, you do great work during the day and, and that's like, you, you do that and you may do that because you have to because of how much you, I mean, is that something you choose to do? You tell me, is that something you would choose to do? Is that, would you, if you could earn your money fully as an artist, would you do that? But then you well, make choices about being in places that you want to be in too. Yeah. Well, you know what? Once again, it's a part of the process because I just moved to this area in December. I just started working there. And so once again, that process of me now, the position or even the place where I work now, I've never done that before. I mean, I've done that, this position before, but now this 
particular industry that it's exactly what I'm doing. You, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know how I did that, you know, I never thought I would be working in this industry. Right. And I, I would tell myself all the time, why haven't I done this before? You know, but I get to a place in my life where I can even think about moving out of state. You know, I'm not from the state, you know, so I moved here, you know, just because I, I wanted to find my happiness and I had to leave a lot of stuff behind. And that was me relocating and coming here. And this is the job that I land. I'm like, wow, that's like it's meant to be. And then look at us now, how we met it all. It's part of the process. So and I'm OK with it. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I'm embracing it, you know, and I'm taking it all in because I know there's, you know, I, I, I'm already here. I can only go this way. Right. That's the way I can go. So right. I, I'm totally excited about it and I'm totally open to, to other things that are going to manifest even from this interview and from, you know, me, the, how we met and, you know, right. and just forward. I am, I'm all for it. I hope you get to perform at the at your in, workplace. I'm sorry, in Nashville. No, I, I hope you get to perform at your workplace. Oh, like, if, yes, I'm sure. I am sure that it's coming. I'm sure it's coming because because I, I on this path it has to. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> That's why I'm here. So, I but see. I'm and I'm trusting that. So I'm just. I'm just riding on, you know, but it, it, it's a beautiful thing to wake up in the morning now and know that I'm living in my purpose. And even good days, bad days or whatever, I'm, I'm taking it all. I look at things differently now because I'm like some people when certain things happen to them and I'm going to say some, some people and maybe at a time when I thought this way, oh, my gosh, it's always something. Always something going on, you know, and, and you're in, 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 when you think that way, you, you that's what you manifest. Exactly. You always, something always going on. But now I'm like, something's always going on. Yeah, that's right. So that's what I get now. So, you know, you have to bring it into your life. It's so true. Our, our language is so powerful. We create our world through our language. And, and so. We've got to start transforming how we speak about ourselves and our lives. And even if you just start there, you know, you start to, when people are saying stuff, as you said, oh, there's always something, there's always something. That tonality and that kind of complaint about life, then it gives you more. And it yeah. doesn't mean that the, how life is showing up isn't hard because it is, but yeah. you get to say, okay, let me just focus on one area. I'm going to focus on one area and see where I can do my best in transforming that area. And then I'm going to move to another area and then another one. And then you build and you build. That's from right. that. it's yeah. pro- yes. Yes. Say that again. It's about building. It's You're- about building. Yeah. Right. Definitely. right. Definitely. So I've got some sentences to, um, that I start the sentence and you finish the sentence. That's how my, that's how I close out the intro. Okay. So, um, something most people don't know about me is. I love strawberry pop tarts. <laughs> that is a guilty pleasure. I really can eat it every day. Cold or hot. Doesn't matter. Put ice cream on it. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. They're delicious. Uh, as a child, I was very shy. Mm-hmm. I was very shy. Mm-hmm. One of my superpowers is. I think one of my superpowers is. I have a very kind heart, and and I and I I'm not just saying this. I've been told this, and um, I believe that I can bring light to people. I think I have a superpower of bringing light through my music, through doing acts of kindness and service. So that's something that I am happy to have, that I can, I've spoken to people and they're like, oh, Satori, you've inspired me. Can you help encourage me or help me do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, sure, because it doesn't 
take anything away from me to help encourage this young person or older person or, you know, you know what I mean? This individual, it doesn't take anything away to say kind words or to help someone do something. You know, I can press a button and it could be done for them, but some folks, they just want to like harbor that and they, they're just so mean with it. My light of just inspiring and bringing smiles to people's faces. Like I said, if, if it's through music or just through conversation or we're hanging out or whatever, you know, just, I love to make people laugh. I'm kind of funny sometimes. So um, <laughs> just bringing joy. And even that laugh right there. You do. I remember when I think about when I met you, because the first time I met you was in April. So we've been on the phone and then it's, and, and it's changed and everything. But you do bring a light. You have a, you have a radiance is the word. Thank you. There's a really a radiance as you walk in the room and just like, yeah, that's what I was very present for me when I, when I met you the first time. The adventure I want to go on one day is. I would love to like go on a safari, you know, and just be scared out of my mind, but intrigued at the same time. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah. Plain. You know, but just to see nature in its own, just everything, just let it be. You know, I would love to do a safari. Great. And my last one is one thing I learned about love is to not take it for granted. And it doesn't come from everybody. You know, it, uh, love can be masked. <laughs> you may think it's love, but it's not. So, you know, you have to really, um, Dig deep and, and trust your intuition and stuff like that. Just always remember your journey because like you said before, you know, why do I keep choosing the same person? You know, you're, you're thinking it's love. You're thinking it's love. It's not, you, you know, it's not let it, let it go. So, um, you know, know that love can be masked, you know, but it also can be very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I am, um, in a, a relationship now that is amazing and I never thought love could be so amazing. So um, and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. But, you know, it, it gives you goosebumps. It gave me goosebumps. So, you know, it can be masked, but it can be amazing. Well, let's end there. Satoria, thank you so much for being a yeah. guest. Oh, my God. You know, and it's so funny because now you're going to, now your song's going to play us out. But, um like when we finish the whole thing, they'll be like, there's you singing. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, thank you so, so much. Um, Lending me your platform. Thank you for allowing me to tell my story. You know, thank you for being you, you know, um, such a great person and, you know, and you and how you motivate and encourage folks, you know, cause this is motivating and encouraging to me. And I'm just, so blessed to be a part of it i'm just i'm just very very happy to have met you and and for this connection so thank you and this brings us to the end of another inspiring episode of she's got drive i hope that you enjoyed the conversation that we had with the incredible um satoria and also really got you're taking something away the insights the experiences have informed you in some way to take action in your own life because that is really what it's about we her experiences really embodies the drive and the determination that we celebrate on she's got drive and so I really, but the goal is that you are inspired into action. The goal is that you're inspired to reflect and um, see where you are and see what difference you can make in your own life or in the life of others. So thank you for joining us on this episode of She's Got Drive. If you found this episode valuable, if you found it empowering, I encourage you to share the show to support by liking it. Um, by reviewing it, by rating it, and more importantly, by sharing it with at least one or two people in your life. Your feedback and your engagement mean the world to me and the world to us, and it helps us reach even more people who can benefit from these conversations. So be sure to subscribe 
um, on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify or Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you can automatically get it in your inbox. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. Our beautiful song, as I said, is by Satoria Key, the wonderful Satoria, back to me. In the, and you can download her song from the show notes. Remember that we are building a community of women living their best lives. So keep driving towards your dreams. Until next time, go well and stay well. <laughs>